Life Audio. We're going to talk about some of the things we experienced at our alumni weekend. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Oh! <laughs> what are you wearing there, bud? What you got there? Man, I know this is what most people would think is an Atlanta Braves jersey, but this is actually my Little League Houston Braves jersey, so I figured I'd wear my throwback Little League jersey. Were you a bigger kid? I, w- I was a bigger kid. Bigger kid. I was. Where were you? I was. No, I lost a bet, man. Uh, Mike and I had a bet. We went to Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Astros played the Braves. His team beat my team, so I have an Atlanta Braves jersey on. So, Mike, this is for you. You've been asking every week since I lost the bet when I'm going to wear it. So, here it is. His debt has been paid. It has. So, hey, today, guys, we have a a fun episode. Um, We're going to talk about some of the things we experienced at our alumni weekend. Pretty awesome weekend. Um, Carl will pop up some photos here, but we – had an amazing catapult. We called it a catapult takeover. Mm-hmm. The whole thing from front to end was run by alumni of S2L. The message, the um, worship, both there's t- kind of two different times of mm-hmm. worship, um, even the announcements and all that. So it was an amazing time. And then we, uh, Friday we went and played golf and man, just what a fun time being out there. The weather, it was sort of overcast with a breeze. Oh man, the Lord blessed us that day. Laughs. I mean, we, <laughs> Luckily, the uh, the owner of uh, what's the name of the co- golf Southern Hills Golf Southern Club Hills Golf Club. Course, amazing people, allowed us to come out there, loved us, uh, and you know we we're out there being ruffians, yelling from one hole to the tee box, "Hey, ca-ca! birdie, birdie!" <laughs> Just acting a fool, man. It was so much fun. We had such a good time. Um, <clears throat> had some gifts and stuff like that for for uh, closest to the pin and overall leader. It was just a fun time, man. Such a good time. Then Saturday, uh, we had alumni testimony come in and talk with the guys that are in the program. Uh, you guys' dads were a part of that because they played yeah. golf, and we'll talk about that a little later. But And then later after that, we went to uh, a pool. Ron had a pool and had pizza and just, just hung out in fellowship, man. It was such a good, good time. And um, man, I was fired up about that. I, I thought it was, uh, and then I guess we all went to or a bunch of the guys that came in with the church at, at, at the experience Saturday night and just a good, it was been so long, man. It's yeah. been so long since we'd had that cause of COVID and we couldn't just have people flying from everywhere, but we did. We had guys this year fly in, uh, drive in from, uh, multiple places as far as, uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. Yep. Pennsylvania. Um, and then one of the guys that was one of the alumni that spoke drove six hours. Uh, to be with us, with his wife. So it was such a good time, man. I forgot how powerful that weekend is, how powerful that stuff is. And uh, it was good. It was good for my soul to to see it, to feel it. And um, another thing good for my soul was I was uh, pretty frustrated on Friday when we were about to play golf. And Chittister, man, you did an amazing job. You were really over all this and put all this in. And so I'm really proud of you. That was, you, you did a really good job, except, <laughs> except he also was in charge of making the teams. Mm-hmm. 
And I was pretty confident when I saw the teams that he had given himself the best team with him, Carl, who turns out to be really good at golf, his dad and your dad. And I was like, okay, I see what this is doing. And the way it turned out was a little different, bud. Uh, as the, as the scorecards were turned in, this guy. So he, he complained for no reason is what he's saying right now. Guys. I did. <laughs> we didn't win. I thought five under was going to be enough to win it, but I think 10 under won it. Yeah. Uh, and so that was pretty cool. Really fun time. Uh, we're going to dive in and talk a little bit more about it, uh, but let's take a quick break and we'll get back to you in just a second. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And we're back. So, uh, again, if you're just listening, you missed a paper, rock, scissors challenge. And I'm getting pretty discouraged on that. We might have to change the game. But, uh, Ryan, man, I want you to talk about there was something that happened for both you and Carl, man, that was actually really special, really cool, that has never happened at an alumni weekend or, or anything like that. But talk us through, man. Lead us in to, to talk about what happened that your dad's got to see. Yeah, that was Saturday. I'm going to touch on Catapult briefly real quick. Um, yeah, it's powerful, man. I I got ministered to in the mightiest of ways. And even in that moment, just seeing those guys, I was here for all of them going through the program and to see the transformation. Um, it really just humbled me and reminded me why we do what we do. Yeah. I can get so caught up in the semantics or just, you know, the wear and tear of ministry and just being in the spiritual battles day in and day out, just as everyone is, but it's just a heavy thing, what we do. And man, I was just humbled in those moments and just reminded like, yes, God, yeah, this is exactly why I do what I do for men to see the light, for men to know that they have eternal hope in you yeah. and that, you know, healing is possible. Restoration is possible. Freedom is possible. And just to hear alumni proclaim that and speak that and to see how far God has brought them from literally death to life. It's just reassurance of everything that, that God has done, not only in my life, but through this ministry and just, uh, man, it humbled me. I needed yeah. that time. Um, I needed mm -hmm. that evening. And then even for my dad to be there and get to see that and be a part of that. But, um, yes, well, on, on catapult, one thing that I didn't mention was, we just kind of had the full spectrum of what an alumni is. We had a guy, we had three speakers. Uh, the first alumni had been out just a few months, yeah, three, four months, yeah, three two, months, two, three, like four that. months. Uh, the second speaker had been out a year, a year and a half, a year and a couple months, maybe. And then the third speaker was multiple years, three or four years. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a cool, you could see where they were all at, like sitting in that room. If I was going through a program like S2L, like I did, and I saw something like that, man, it's just like, Oh wait, 
man, he's just been through a little bit. You know, he's this is he's still in the pink cloud. Wait, this dude, a whole year, and then wait, this dude, four year. Yeah. Oh, this is real. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. I thought that was. And cool. that's the whole. That was like the whole idea behind it. You know, because when you're in that season of of being in a program, you question like. And those first few months, those first few weeks are going to be rough. And then you're like, okay, in my mind, well, if I can get there, gosh, could I get to a year, man? But, like, if I even even say I do get to a year, man, can I get to a few years? And yeah. it's cool to see that progression. And even Ryan, dude, shout out Ryan Rhodes. That song you did at the yeah. end, his musicianship yeah. alone, Yeah. oh, my goodness. He's he grown. has honed in yeah, on his man. talents. He's got it. I was blown away. Yeah. I was blown away by that. But yeah. just thank you to Dakota. Thank you to Derek. Thank you to Ryan yeah. for just being a part of that and having your yes on the tables. Um, man, well, it they was said they didn't want their names mentioned, but we just did. No, very, very powerful yeah. night. Um, that w- it was an amazing time. But, yeah, to go back to what you were talking about Saturday morning, so we had a couple other alumni who didn't share at Catapult um, just come to the lodge and share their testimonies with our guys. One was Justin, and the other one was Jacob. And, man, they just both ushered in the presence of the Lord in a mighty, mighty way. And that got us and brought us to a place of uh, me just sharing something. Um, As they were speaking, you know, and my dad being in the room, I I haven't got to have many God moments with my dad. Yeah. Um, I haven't been around my family much since I've, I've, you know, gotten saved and been walking with the Lord. But something hit me in that moment was something that Ron said a couple of weeks ago at um, Catapult about honoring those in the now and not waiting till afterwards, you know, honoring people once, you know, they passed away or whatever. And I don't know why that that was a word that was I just felt was on me, but Mm. I wanted to honor my dad in that moment and just let him know how grateful I was for him and how much he meant to my life um, and just who he is as a man, his character, um, just how selfless he is. Um, And just for loving me when I didn't love myself and what that did for me. Um, Mm. And then I thought about a moment when I'd be spun out in the garage. He has a man cave. And, dude, so many countless nights, I'd just be spun out all night. And he would walk into the garage every morning around 4, 4.30 a.m. to get him a drink or a Gatorade before he went to work out and go to work. And I just remember, like, seeing how hopeless my dad would get day after day, week after week, month after month. And you could just see the physical, like, heaviness on him and the hopelessness. And I don't know why I remembered it in that moment. Um, but man, just seeing him used to give me hope. Like if my dad can do life, I can do life. I don't know how I can get there. I don't know if I will get there, but just him being who he is, um, man, it meant a lot to me to have him there. And so I shared that and then he opens up and, you know, he starts tearing up and really just sharing, um, his love for me, um, and it was it was it was a powerful moment. Um, Carl's dad then opened up, and I'll let you share how that meant for you. And I'm trying not to cry. Yeah, bro, it's hard to pass. It's hard to pass that. Like, uh, whew, it's heavy, bro. You know, because um, man, you just spend so many years, you know, killing your family. I mean, truly, that's what we were doing. We were mm-hmm. killing our family, you know. You watch your parents' heartbreak day by day, and, you know, they lay awake every night, and 
you know, they're just crying out to God because it's all they know what to do. And, um, you know, to have them there for that weekend, uh, it was powerful. Um, man, I've seen you ugly cry a few times. And um, that was one of those times that you ugly cried, man. The other was when my sister got saved, and that was a really special moment. But this moment with our dads that he's talking about, it was it was really, really powerful yeah. because it was authentic. Um, like you were saying, I haven't had that many God moments with, with my dad, you know. Um, it's impossible to tell somebody in words what happens in that classroom because yeah. God lives there and he moves there and it's like, Hey, Hey mom, Hey dad, I'm doing great this week. Um, Adam taught a great class and then the Lord showed up and, um, um, I got wrecked and they're like, what are, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, um, after, um, your dad opened up, um, hmm. I think in that moment, the Lord was just ministering to my dad as well. And, and reminded him, bro, of just how dead I was, just how dead I was. And um, you got to keep in mind that all those guys in that classroom with us are like fresh off the streets or fresh um, to, to S2L from addiction. So they're looking around like, is this real? Like Adam was talking about. That's why that was so powerful to having three alumni. And um, man, with tears in his eyes, bro, mm. he just said, um, he just testified about how far I've come. You know, he, he remembered dropping me off and, um, man, it was, um, it was one of those moments that you knew it was God. And, um, um, you know, in those moments, so much hope is deposited into people's hearts when they see real raw, authentic, um, move, um, movement of the Lord. And, um, man, it was just powerful. It was just powerful, bro. You described that really well. I, uh, words don't do justice to the moment that we got to share with them. Um, But the way the spirit was moving and gosh, I just know that our dads were ministered to just as much as we were. And they got to get a little taste of, of how special it is here and what we have here and the ways in which the Lord moves here. Um, Man, it was so divine. It was so divine. We were talking actually Carl and I, I actually didn't plan on going at first I did. And then I was like, ah, I think me and my dad are going to go play disc golf. And Carl and his dad were also thinking the same thing that ah, I don't think we're going to go. And then like, we both just had this God nudge without even speaking to one another. And then we show up and the Lord just absolutely wrecks us. And I'm like, gosh, thank you Lord for bringing me here yeah. on this morning. But I looked around as like your dad's sharing my dad's sharing and just, there wasn't a dry in the room. And I know, like you said, there was hope deposited into each one of those men with a relationship. Maybe it's with their father. Maybe it's with their mother. Maybe it's with their wife that man restoration and hope is possible. Like it is absolutely possible. And man, there was some healing, I think for your dad, for my dad, for myself, for you. And just being able to share um, that moment with them was so special. Yeah. Uh, And imagine the, the current guys and seeing that and alumni even, uh, but just seeing that in restoration and a, with a dad, yeah, with a parent, I um, <clears throat> I hadn't played golf in probably four years, and so I tried to come out of my cleats a few times and ended up really messing my back up, so I couldn't go Saturday. But I was watching on um, our security cameras. <laughs> we got plenty of them. <laughs> Don't try to steal anything. 
and I could hear, I couldn't hear your dad's, but I could hear you two pretty well. Um, and I just was just bawling, man. And like the whole room was just bawling. There's no one, no one that I could tell was not crying just in that moment, in that real authentic moment. Uh, and then you even started playing a song on the guitar mm. at one point. Um, but yeah, man, what a special time for, for you two that God gave you two personally. But not only that, but just me watching it, just like, that's restoration, man. That's, that's restoration. Although your relationships have been restored and things are good. And I mean, yeah. but then God's like, no, you think that's good? Watch this. Checkmate, right? And then you think that's good? Checkmate. And God allowing you guys to experience that. And I can't tell you what that did to guys in the program. Right. Remember when you first came in, yeah. remember when I first came in, I was, my parents thought that I hated them. You know, they thought that I hated them. Yeah. Uh, no relationship. I mean, to see that, that's where a lot of people are, man. Addiction leads to decay. <clears throat> Addiction leads to destruction of relationships, not restoration of them. And so the guy sitting in there and seeing not only you guys get emotional, how they can relate to that and they get emotional, but then hear your dad's respond. I wish we, I wish that that moment was captured. Um, but it is in your hearts and minds and mm. man, what a cool, what a cool moment. And, and I want to touch on some other things about that, but let's, let's grab a quick break. And then the rest of the time we won't have any more interruptions and let's get the advertisers happy real quick. We'll be right back. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, we are back. We are back. So in the vein of talking about Chitty and, and Carl's uh, experience of the Alumni Weekend and just their fathers, and, and Carl, is there, there's, there's something else that you want to add? Yeah, um, I just wanted to, like you're talking about the, wow, look what God did now. Wow, look what God did now. And for me, there was one more moment for me that was just really powerful that I just want to share. Because um, Sunday we all went to church, the guys, and, and, and you know, yeah. um, so um, – <clears throat> You and your dad got to, you know, go to church um, the night before, and that was really powerful and really special for you, I know. Um, and so um, I went with the guys and um, uh, my dad to Life Point Riverdale. Shout out Life Point Riverdale. They've yeah. been so kind to us, even in the midst of um, baptism flooding. So hallelujah Come for on. that. <laughs> um, shout out Kyle Goen. We love you, you very much. You forgot about that? Is that yeah. what you said? You yeah. forgot about that? Yeah. I did. I'll never forget, bro. I'm going to die with that one and laugh about it. But anyway, we uh we went there and man, um the Lord was just moving, you know. I was just um 
uh, really grateful for the weekend, the time that I had with my dad. And, um, man, uh, you know, you want to experience, you want to encounter God with your dad, man. Everybody wants to have a relationship with their dad. And um, I've had to rebuild. I've had to rebuild that relationship. And it's not been easy. It's like learning how to reintegrate um, with your dad after you've been one way and now you're somebody completely different. And it's like, I don't always know how to be anymore. I'm so different, bro. So like the things that I used to be able to talk to him about um, or the ways we used to connect are just different. You know, my heart's changed, dude. My mind's different. So it was it was um, a hard weekend at times to do that. But on Sunday, man, we were worshiping and, and, and the Lord was just moving d- during worship. And, um, the, the message was, was really good. Um, and after they, they worshiped at the end and, uh, I felt led to go up to the altar. So I went up to the altar and I was just, I was just surrendering. I was just surrendering to God, my relationship with my father. And I was surrendering just a bunch of stuff myself and my timing and my, my, my plans and really just giving everything to the Lord. And, uh, I went back to my seat, and before I could even sit down, man, my dad puts his hand on my shoulder, bro, and he starts praying over me and blessing me in Jesus' name with the season I'm in, with everything that I've been walking through that I got to talk with him about that weekend, bro, and he just prayed over me, man, Mm. and I got so much healing in that moment, bro, that only God could have done. I was telling the Lord the day before, I said, Lord, like, will I be okay if I never get that healing with my dad? I know you say you're enough, but if I never get that, like, am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? And the next day, my dad's praying over me, man, and blessing me. And um, in Malachi 4, 6, it talks about the hearts of fathers turning towards their sons in the last days. And um, just how important that is, man, for us to be fathers to people in the faith. And to our children, it's yeah. amazing getting to hear how Adam's um, interacting with his daughter and with his son and, and raising them up and training them up in the way they should go because it imparts wisdom to me and Chitty who don't have kids yet. Yeah. And um, it's just powerful, man. And um, I say all that to say that what he did for me, he can do for you. Um, if you've lost hope that, that God can restore a relationship with your father or your mother or your son or your brother or your sister, bro, it's, 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 it's possible in Jesus. It's possible with Christ. Yeah. He loves to restore. Yeah. So I just share that to share hope and, and faith with anybody listening who's not sure if God can restore something, man. Because I had no faith for my relationship with my dad to be restored, but God was faithful when I was faithless. And that's for somebody. Mm. That's for somebody. Yeah, for sure. That's a word, man. We got to have many cool moments. I know it's a lot of stories about us and our dads now, <laughs> but dude. Even going out to eat both nights um, and just the fellowship we got to spend, it was just, gosh, so much healing the whole weekend. So much healing, man. Yeah, my dad loved that that, that uh, country music for sure. He was getting down, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what was that place? Uh, Puckets. Puckets, there you go. It was a good time, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> that's awesome. And, and there's a... Um, We talked about doing this podcast and we wanted to celebrate and honor how amazing that weekend was and how hope filled and powerful and encouraging and truth filled and healing and restoration that weekend was. And, um,
but we also want to always share the full counsel of God's word. And it is true and there is hope and we're trying to share this and be happy and we are, but there's also a heaviness right now. There's hope from addiction. And if you're listening to this and you're struggling and you're shame-filled and you think people don't know or you don't want people to know or you've done it so many times that you're just a burden in your mind and all of this, I'm pleading with you. Please get help. Because the reality is, is not everyone makes it. Addiction. It's from the pits of hell, man. And it grabs a hold of us, and it's deadly, deadly, deadly. And we we just got news recently that <clears throat> a guy that we all loved and poured into passed away. And I'm just tired of that pain. It's not necessary. And we're, we're, we lie to ourselves. We hear influence that this, we got to be quiet. We could do this or just, I'm just pleading with you, man. This is a, a cluster fluster of a podcast and we kind of had an idea that this was going to come up, but I didn't, I mean, this isn't planned. This is an honest plea to get help because there is hope all the things that we just said there is hope there is hope there is hope but man you've got to reach out you've got to get help you've got to be bold man or woman the hardest thing that you'll ever do is reach out for help but you have to do it you have to I don't want to do any more funerals I don't want to call any more parents or sons or spouses I don't want to get that call. I don't want to lose brothers and sisters in Christ because of this addiction. And it's just fresh and probably shouldn't even publish this episode because we're processing it, you know. But man, if you're hearing this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know someone who's passed away. You know someone who hasn't made it. Get help, man. Get help. It's real. There's freedom from this. I I say that in tears, that there's freedom from this. The pain that you're in, the season that you're in, there's hope, man. There's freedom from it. You don't have to turn to things that are killing you anymore. 
I plead with you, reach out to a Christ-centered organization. Reach out to someone. Let someone know how you're feeling. Let someone know what's going on in your life. Let someone know the darkness that's happening and how you're coping with it. And just be, be real and get help. There's life after addiction. There really is. There really is. But there's also death and addiction. And, I mean, we, we stout, we proclaim these stats all the time that uh, overdose is the number one cause of death for ages 18 to 50, man. It's real. You've all tasted it. And I just felt like, gosh, I didn't plan this, man. But it's hard. It's hard to talk about the gloriousness of an alumni weekend without reminiscing. And, um, man, God's shown us a lot of fruit at S2L. But the sting doesn't get any lighter when we lose someone. So I just plead with you guys. Reach out, man. To us, if, if we've never met you and you're listening to this, reach out to us. Email us. We'll respond. We'll respond with some resources for you to get help. That's, that's a, a promise you we will. Reach out, man. Uh, there is life after addiction. There's life after addiction. There's beautiful life. You hear the stories that we just shared. There's restoration. Now, now, you might not be restored to your family, but they, you have purpose. You were made in the image of God. God wants you to live and live life abundantly and not be tied to slavery and addiction, man, because it'll end you up in prison, jail, dead. I mean, you know the sayings if you've been to addiction recovery. Jails, institutions, and deaths. Oh, my, or whatever it is. It's just, it's a catchy thing, but it's reality, man. It's reality. You want to add anything to that? Um, only Christ can satisfy. Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Every one of us has that God-sized hole in them, especially if you don't know the Lord, and nothing in life is going to fill that God-sized hole other than the Lord himself. Um, seek after the things of God. Pursue the things of God. Uh, relentlessly chase after the heavenly things. It's the only thing that is going to satisfy you. Yeah, and in Psalm 119, it says... Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continuously. You spurn all who go astray from your statutes for their cunning is in vain. So God, my prayer is that you hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes yeah. continually. And, and I pray that you pray that as well. Yeah. And God, give us a heart for your word. Give us a heart for your statutes. Keep us safe. God's silence is deadly. Family members listening to this. Silence is deadly. If you see something happening, man, don't be afraid to say something. It could save their life. They might hate you for a season, but they're alive. 
if you're struggling and you're not saying anything that's deadly and you have, there's people out there that love you no matter what your family loves you no matter what, gosh, guys that we've dealt with some of the hardest things in life, some of the hardest seasons we walk through got with guys. And sometimes to be real, if you want, if you're ever thinking about going into addiction recovery, it seems like sometimes the people that you try to help the most spit in your face and man, God's given us a grace to love them. Well, like it doesn't, we're expecting that it doesn't bother us. Reach out. Silence is deadly. Carl, do you have anything else you want to say? Ryan? I think that's it, man. I'll tell you, this ended very sad, but it is real when it's a reality. But I will tell you that there is life after addiction, and you better believe it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Want to learn more about God and His will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.